0: This is Rob Carbone, and you're listening to BD4, where there's no better way to get your Yankees and Knicks analysis. What is going on, guys? This is Rob Carbone coming at you with another episode of BD4, where there is no better way to get your Yankees and Knicks analysis. So tonight we're doing something a little bit different. Well, really, for the next couple of months, maybe we'll be doing some um, something a little bit different. Um, we're starting a mini series. So this mini series is titled "Hibernation Frustration." So it's me live streaming, and I'm going to be playing PS4, maybe NBA 2K sometimes, maybe MLB The Show. So tonight it was MLB The Show. Um, I live streamed that on Twitch a couple of minutes ago. I just finished up, and we also just talked about the New York Yankees, the MLB, and all that's going on. You know, the season being delayed and everything. So tonight was the start of this of this live stream. You know, it's something different. We're we're Doing the podcast. We did the podcast live tonight. We didn't get anybody tuning in yet, but don't worry, as you're listening to this the next day, that means it won't be live. It'll be on the night before, on the previous night. But tonight, you know, as I'm speaking at the moment, a couple minutes ago, just finished up that live stream, played some MLB the show, talked Yankees. So it was fun. We're gonna dive into that now, and I'm gonna play that for you guys. Episode one of Hibernation Frustration. But episode 88 overall of BD4, where there is no better way to get your Yankees and Knicks analysis. Guys, I hope you enjoyed the video tonight or the podcast, whatever way you're listening to this. All right. hope you enjoy it, and I'll see you next time. Ciao. For those of you who just stumbled upon this video on Twitch, upon this video. oops. my name is Rob Carbone. And I am a podcaster. I do a podcast which is located on all the different major platforms. You know, iTunes, Google, Spotify, etc. And I talk about, you know, I cover the Yankees. I cover the Knicks. And I and I, I recap their games pretty much on a daily basis. Uh, a bunch of times a week. And I recap the Yankees after every series. And I'll recap the Knicks every two games. Um, I also blog about them daily. So... The podcast, like I said, it's located on all the major platforms. You can go find that. We're now 88 episodes into this podcast, BD4, but tonight is the first night of Hibernation Frustration, a mini-series that I'll be doing here on Twitch, where I'm just going to be playing some MLB The Show and, and talking about the Yankees while playing some MLB, so... It's something different for me. I've never really streamed before. I'm not much of a gamer. Um, I used to be a big gamer. I used to play every day, but now I try to play. I don't know five or six days a month. Um, and and we'll see how this goes. You know, we're gonna start. We're gonna start up playing MLB the show 2020, and I'm doing road to the show. Um, I made a player. I made a shortstop for the New York Yankees. Right now, I'm in Double A, playing shortstop for the Trenton Thunder. Um, I made a rock steady player, which is kind of like. As close of a player, I guess, as you can get to somebody like Trout, where he's got, eventually, where he's got um, the contact, got some speed, uh, a lot of fielding, and the power is something I'm going to have to work on, but Rocksteady is the archetype I chose, but um, yeah, let's get to the point here. My name is Rob Carbone. Uh, again, for those of you who don't know, I'm a podcaster. I have a podcast called BD4, which is what you're listening to right now, located on all the different major platforms, iTunes, Spotify, Google, um, etc. Um, But tonight's the first time we're bringing this podcast to Twitch. You know, I've never streamed before. So we're doing a live podcast. So feel free to comment, whatever you got or just you know whatever share like subscribe time for and we're doing a live podcast doing on a the show, stream our on time. of MLB the Show for the first time never done this before um so be i appreciate you following along and let's talk about the dead. yankees because that's why we're doing this right that is why we are doing hibernation frustration because we're in hibernation right now baseball or sports in general uh, we're in a hiatus we're taking a little bit of a break because of obviously what's going on in the world um I don't even want to say the word anymore because I'm tired of hearing about it. I'm tired base, of talking about it. It's yuck. True. It sickens me. Um no pun intended. <laughs> on but um, yeah, we we're, we're going to have to no have to find some way to to um to so kill some to time here until we one, get our no sports sport. back. So I figured let's start a mini series called call it hibernation frustration and play some be the Show and play some road to the the show and just talk about the Yankees talk about sports and and, and, you know just whatever so the Yankees man it it sucks that we have to wait till at least June I'm thinking because um we were so excited right we got Garrett Cole that was our big acquisition and so excited to get into a season where it looked like um Garrett Cole's ex-team was going to be you know the butt of every joke and um Jeez, this looked like a routine grounder that just. I just made away an error. Fuck. Every and uh, that was going to be fun, you know, to kind of to use that as a motivation. But now you know, we have to wait. Coming we have to the wait the a few now? months, Rob and Bones, what sucks most is, so is that the season reaction, is most likely, the ball you know, well right going now. to be shortened. If it does last until June, the there is a very good chance that we're going to be getting a one hundred and what twenty game season, which is going to suck. Um, not just because it sucks because it's shortened, but I have a really bad feeling that a commissioner, that's a double in the gap, that a commissioner like Rob Manfred, who likes to change things, and loves change, I have a feeling he's going to look at this 120-game season that we'll probably have and go, you know what, that wasn't a bad idea, let's continue doing this and it's going to become the norm, that'll be the new baseball season, which is going to suck, I really have a bad feeling he's going to look at it and be like, you know what, let's do this every year, because he's such an idiot like that, he's very progressive and and all the, all the millennial fans, I'm sure, all my fellow millennials will dive in and love this new idea of it of a shortened season because their attention spans can't last longer than 162 games. But me personally, a baseball traditionalist, a a, a baseball purist, so to speak, Um, I I just hate that idea of a shortened season. And I really hope that that it's not something that we see Rob Manfred, you know, kind of... uh, take and use and in, the, in the home. future as well relay, even without the virus and everything with an RBI but you know the good thing well, from all one this is first one starting late does the give Aaron Judge, an James triple, Paxson, and um, and I guess if you like Giancarlo Stanton <laughs> <with another base laughs> time to heal, heal. And, you know, they'll most likely be ready for opening day now if it is something that goes to June so that's the positive there um, you get your big Coming pieces back now, in time we begin and also I court. guess you could look at it this is maybe a little bit of a stretch but the Yankees always usually struggle out of the gate two, two. in the cold weather you know in the Bronx the cold Bronx weather they usually and have a tough time getting getting their bats warmed up and struggle out of the gate usually start around 500 Bro, the for the first time, seven or eight you know games or something like that so maybe that's something oh. that that won't happen this season you know if we're gonna start midsummer so those are really the only two two positives I see out of this. Everything it's just, it, the one major blow here is obviously it just sucks that we're going to have to watch less baseball this season. It's, it's you know, there's, there's I, I don't see, there's no chance that we're going to extend into December, into late December. You know, because if it goes into June, that's what the scenario will probably be, late December. And there's no way the, the the MLB is going to allow that. They're not gonna allow a one month offseason. That's 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 not no, that's not happening. So it's definitely so gonna be a shortened season now. if we do go to June. But all that aside, let's just talk about what the Yankees are you know, what I expect from this Yankees team and what I what I want and what I expect and all that stuff. Um so I look at this team, you know, on paper they obviously they're always gonna look good, right? They're always going to look good on paper. They have a powerful lineup. They have a, a, a big-named rotation with Garrett Cole on its way. Leading, leading the way. Pitcher wants to have a quick um, right here. But I, I do still the think they have some that. flaws that really concern me, to be honest with you guys. Um, the number one flaw I'm looking at, um, let's start with the lineup, and then we'll go to the defense, and then we'll go to the rotation. So the number one flaw in this lineup, and which really really it has been the number one flaw for the past 10 years, ever since the last World Series victory, it's been the inability to make contact and the inability to hit the ball for a high average and hit the ball at a high clip, hit it in volumes. Um, the Yankees have struggled with this ever since they, you swing know, last won the World Series. You know, in nine they were great at making contact and, and driving in runners and doing all that fun stuff, but since then they've struggled to do that stuff. They've struggled to put the bat on the ball and and, and to consistently hit runners home um, just via the single and things like that. Sure, they, they improved in that area last he season, right? DJ LeMay, brought a whole different dynamic, and the Yankees were amongst the top teams in batting average, and they continued to get on base and hit home runs, but they were amongst the top in batting average runners in scoring position, and you know, had an average K-rate, which those three things is are three things they haven't been doing over the last ten years. So, they did improve vastly last season in those three areas. However, you know, come the postseason, they, they kind of reared their ugly head. It kind of came back to them regressing to the mean and I think a big issue is having guys like George Stanton and, and Sanchez share the box, share the same problems, lineup. Having having those three in on. the same lineup is a is a problem to me. Um I know that's a very unpopular opinion, especially amongst my fellow millennial Yankees fans to who love the idea of, the, of all the talent in the world and all the power. But I just feel like sometimes it's there's it's, it comes down to it's not always about having all the talent. Sometimes I think just having a bunch of talent doesn't necessarily do the trick. I think having talent that fits is more important than just having a bunch of talent. I'd rather have the right pieces than all the best pieces, if that makes sense. And again, call it unpopular, but I think a lineup like that is not going to succeed in October very much. If you have guys who strike out so much, three guys who strike out over 25% of the time, um, you know, fuck, I popped it up. But three guys who strike out over 25% of the time, it's kind of hard to put a lineup out there when you have three of them and and succeed in October like that. And we see it every year now with this team because Sanchez struggles in the postseason. Judge will have some good moments, but he usually struggles against great pitching when it comes down to it in the postseason. Um, Giancarlo Stanton was a nightmare his his first postseason. Last year, he was in and out of the lineup. Showed better discipline, but he was in and out of the lineup. So the contact is still an issue, I see. I think DJ has... Definitely climb, made them better at that, time. but a couple of guys and you know you could also add in guys like you know Miggy and, and and maybe a couple other guys as well who stretch. make good contact. But I think the when it comes down to right it, you know one or two guys isn't enough to to change the dynamic of this lineup completely and help them get over that hump. So that's one thing that's going to worry me eventually is it's just the ability to hit it consistently and be like the Red Sox were in 2018 and be like the Nationals were last season and be like the Houston Nationals were. I know they cheated, but... The way that, you know... They, they were another team who hit the ball at a high clip. I just think the Yankees need to find a way to do that in the postseason, and not just for the regular season. <clears throat> um, <clears throat> and then you look at the pitching, uh, the pitching side of things. Again, we might have said it earlier, but... I might have said it at the top of the show. I'm not sure I remember, but... Um, Garrett Cole was supposed to be this guy who put us over the top, you know, as these overwhelming favorites. <coughs> but now... With the Luis Severino injury, he's kind of now tonight, game two of this four game the guy we're completely the relying on, right? We don't have Luis Severino. Who, Luis Severino, not that he was up an now. ace, but he always had that ceiling. He always had the potential, the talent to, to, to reach that ceiling and be an ace. There was always that, okay, he could be an ace. And at his worst, he's still a good pitcher. <clears Let's laughs> but now we're relying on Cole and then guys miles below play, it whereas, whereas beforehand it could have been Cole a fast start you know, Severino who Severino who had the potential to be a number one, one number two on. now Garrett Cole is just the guy we're completely relying on and everybody else has to chip in and do their jobs so the the rotation for me while well, it could have been a great rotation now I see it more as an above average rotation not, not a bad rotation at all uh, a good rotation but it's something that we're going to have to a lot of things are going to have to go right. Because Jay hap at this point in his career, his ceiling is probably being a number four or number five. That's his ceiling. Um, somebody like Masahiro Tanaka is always going to be... I always trust him in the postseason, so I'm not really that worried about him. How is Jordan Montgomery going to, going to um, pitch You know, for the first time in over a year and a half? Um, coming off that Tommy John. How is... How is our number five prospects? You know, we're going to have some prospects in that rotation. How is that going to fare? Uh, So there's some question marks. Is James Paxton going to be fully healthy? And if he is, I don't see him as much. um, I know a lot of people see him as this number one, number two for some reason. But I see him more as a number three. He is what he is. He's going to pitch in the you know, in the mid-threes and win you maybe 15 games. Right um, So I just think there are some question play marks play still play in that baseball. rotation that need to be, um... I just think in order for this rotation to be great, everybody, not just three, not just four even, everybody in that staff is going to have to hit their ceiling. And that's kind of asking a lot. Um, And then you got the defensive issues. I, I still I have some concerns defensively. I think, um... You know, while they have some great defensive players, uh, I still think there are... What the fuck? What the fuck? How do I, how do I go back? Oh my gosh, I'm so fucking bad at base running in this game. How do you base run? I literally want to tag up, but I couldn't tag up. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> Sorry, but... um, <clears throat> But yeah, defensively, I think there are guys who can be really good defensively, and there are guys who already are good defensively, but... Then you look at the other issues. Then you look at the issues like Glaber Torres, um, switching to shortstop full-time. Glaber Torres is somebody who has struggled to consistently be great defensively in his career. Um, in his first two seasons, he made a lot of errors, um... At times, very sloppy, unfocused, um, and that's led to inconsistency uh, defensively for Glaber. You know he's had trouble finishing off plays. Um, he continues to. I really haven't seen much improvement. I didn't see much of it in spring training. He actually led the league in, in errors this spring training. Uh, but so that's something I'm going to be a little bit worried about him switching full time to shortstop and, and still not necessarily honed his craft yet. Um, now he's going to have to be the guy at shortstop, and you know, it's going to be—it's going to be—it's uh, going to be something I'm keeping an eye on. I'm not necessarily positive about that situation. He's just going to have to do his job and capitalize more. There's also the uh, the whole Miggy. Uh, crim- if we're healthy, we won't have as much of an issue with that with them playing the outfield. Because we'll have Gosley, Judge, Stanton, Gardner, and even Talkman. Um, but Here's the pitch. there's Bounce still the side. fuck. I can't. Yeah, Damn it. I can't hit in nice this game, man. Fucking bad. The but there's so still the issue that you know, if no they do have to play extended left time in the outfield, Miggy's, you know the not the most not experienced left fielder. One. Clint Frazier. Hasn't really improved much, in my opinion. In spring training, he didn't look great in the outfield. Um, And obviously, last year was just a colossal mess. So you have two guys who really look like chickens running around with their heads cut off in the outfield uh, who could potentially be given a lot of time out there, depending on who's injured and who's not, come the start of the season. Um, I don't know team fucking team who's going to, you know, D.H., it you know. It, it all depends on who's healthy. Again, it's hard to it's hard to kind of judge right now. But let's say, in my opinion, let's just say Judge and Stanton are healthy by opening day in a perfect world. Then you have some, okay, then you have Judge playing right field. You'll have Gardner in center. And then the Yankees will probably D.H., in a good spot um, right here. Have have Miggy and, and one Stanton one rotate between playing left ball, field and DHing, I'm assuming. On right and then Clint Frazier will probably be the the, the odd man out. Just because, you know, I, I know the Yankees don't really don't really uh they aren't very fond of Clint Frazier. So if it comes to be everybody's healthy, he's probably gonna be the, the odd man out and we're gonna have to rely on Miggy and Stanton to be reliable and left in at in, in the D H spot. So that's probably what's going to happen there. But if one of Judge or San or both aren't healthy, then you have, you know, Clint or um, Miggy playing outfield consistently, and there's that concern. But both of their bats are very strong bats. They're bats that you love seeing. I'm very excited to see Miggy get his time out there. I think Miggy's a guy who can again? at least wow. hit the ball, man. Um, at worst, he's a 280 hitter, in my opinion. At best, he's somebody who can hit over 300 a little bit. Um... I think he'll hit you 20-plus homers. I think he'll hit you 40 doubles because he has a, the ability to make hard contact and line drive hey, contact into the gaps. So he's a guy numbers. who's going to be a big part of this lineup. Um, my hopes are that the Yankees back Miggy and Gleyber right back-to-back. To really but, you know, but that's not going to happen, I don't think, unless they back right later like, fifth. I, I Personally, you know, if I were to make the lineup card, I would have something like DJ... Andahar Torres and Judge but we all know the Yankees love Judge at the two spot and that's that's just the way it's going to go but um, you know it is what it is um, but those are really the three issues I'm just looking at I'm most concerned about is just the ability to make contact consistently in the postseason the ability to stay focused defensively and that's a double in the the gap and to make plays um, and then that rotation living up to expectations everybody performing up to expectations and maybe some people even overachieving because that's honestly in my opinion I think that's going to have to happen if the Yankees want this World Series so those are my three you know my three big things here I just want to see the Yankees address and hopefully we can Maybe go after really somebody like Cleavenger at the deadline. It's, it, it never top hurts top to have pitching. The game. Um, I think Clevenger's a very a good conference. number, too, if they can find a way they to strike a deal for him. Right now, hit. he's actually injured he himself. So. We'll out see out what happens, guys. Day day I, really I'm excited for the season. Not that I'm not excited. you know. Just because I don't think they are World Series favorites, just because I have my question marks, doesn't mean I'm a fake fan. It doesn't mean I'm not excited. I'm very excited. I'm just, you know, I'm coming at this with a um, a cautiously optimistic, you know, um, I'm coming at this very, very cautiously optimistic. I'm not going to try and expect so much. You know, I'd rather be surpri- pleasantly surprised than let down. You know what I mean? So I think that's the best that's just the way i've always been going about it um you know i get a lot of heat for that but you know i'd rather like i said i'd rather be pleasantly surprised than to be let down after expecting so much so i'm excited uh, i'm just going to be a little bit cautious about everything <clears throat> i just you know it's going to come down to making contact to to living up to expectations in that rotation and staying focused defensively um again tour is at shortstop um Miggy, Clint Frazier out, out in the outfield. Um, Gary Sanchez behind the plate. Voight and Ford at first base, a little shaky. So that those are some holes there that you hope the Yankees can fill as best as possible and, and just improve there. Um, but yeah, the number one of those three flaws, I think the number one is obviously making contact, hitting the ball at a high clip, and just being able to, 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 to string together hits and not just... Had the OBP with walks and home runs. I want them to be less one-dimensional and more dimensional, more more versatile out there, um, and just collect hits as opposed to walks and homers. Just be able to hit the single along with the, the extra base hits. So that's the one thing I'm going to look for down the stretch of the season in the postseason. But as far as the regular season goes, that's going to be fun. I'm definitely excited for that. I think it's going to be a cool, fun season. It's just going to come down to capitalizing in the big month. Right. Guys, thank you so much for stopping by. This has been Rob Carbone doing episode 88 of BD4, where there is no better way to get your Yankees and Knicks analysis. Tonight, we did episode one of Hibernation Frustration. Right. A a new little mini series where we are streaming from Twitch, MLB The Show 20, playing a little road to the show. Episode 1 of Hibernation Frustration, but it comes on episode 88 of BD4, my podcast. You can find this podcast, BD4, on iTunes, on Google, on Spotify, SoundCloud, and all the major platforms. Um, so be sure to go and subscribe to all of them. And if you want to find all that information, right? If you want to find where to follow me, Rob Carbone, um, on Twitter, uh, Facebook, Instagram, you can find all that. On my page, on my website, and you can find all of the podcast platforms that I have on my website as well. It's all on one page. Just go to my website, which is located at nysportstalkrc.wordpress.com. Once again, go to nysportstalkrc.wordpress.com. There should be a page called Outlets. You click on that, and it'll take you to a page where it lists everywhere where you can keep in touch with me and follow along. You know, it has the my social media platforms and it'll have my podcast platforms as well. Guys, thanks for listening to the podcast. Thanks for watching the podcast. Thanks for tuning in to BD4, where there is no better way to get your Yankees and Knicks analysis. Um, this has been Rob Carbone, your host. Doing episode 88 of BD4, but episode 1 of Hibernation Frustration, where we stream MLB The Show 20 and talk about the Yanks. Guys, thanks so much. Um, I appreciate your you you know your support and everything. Um, we're going to try to do this little mini-series, Hibernation Frustration, a couple times a week, two, three times a week maybe, and we won't go longer than 20, 30 minutes tops. It's just going to be, you know, we'll play a couple games, talk about the Yanks, and I do this for as long as we can, you know, during this little hiatus. Um, So that's going to be that, guys. I'll see you in a few days then when we get back to uh, hitting the sticks here on MLB The Show. That's going to be that, guys. Thank you so much. This has been Rob Carbone signing out from BD4. All right. Ciao. Hey, we hope you enjoyed the show if you did be sure to leave a like comment subscribe share and all that fun stuff if you want to follow bd4 on all the different platforms we have all you have to do is go to my website nysportstalkrc.wordpress.com once again that's nysportstalkrc.wordpress.com thank you guys i'll see you next time ciao